Hey everybody, welcome to Read This, Read That. I'm Jackie Reed. I'm Joanne Reed. Hi, cousin. So, oh my god. My glass is empty. Oh god, wait. Oh, there's Medic. the bottle. Medic! <laughs> <laughs> Give her the majority, but I need a little bit of that. I just need a little taste. I swear, child. I had a little bit of codeine today. Oh. Is it showing? Yes. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Listen, I don't play that shit. Child, it's Sunday. We supposed to be having a boozy brunch. This is our boozy brunch. Oh, did brunch. I say the S word on Sunday? Okay, so it's Sunday. We on the podcast. We all right. Y'all we tell your pastor. We usually record on Thursdays, yes. but I had dental surgery this week. Ouch. Um, and well, so it, now we're doing it on Sunday. Can we just what, dial that back a bit? Because mm-hmm. listen, you, first of all, when you have any kind of medical procedure, mm-hmm. it's, it's literally an, it's an event. It's like it a is. national holiday. I promise you. It truly it's is. It's like a coronation. It's like a coronation. <laughs> so what is your dental surgery? I did for like the third time. I feel this bad is, that I missed the ball. Did you have a ball gown and a tiara? Uh, yes. Let me tell you, my poor boyfriend, bless his heart, because I was like, listen, I need to be babied. Yes. Period. Period. That's all. That's it. So I had my surgery and I'm still on the meds. Yes. Um, I'm trying to wean myself off the codeine. Child. <laughs> Can I just tell everybody for the play cousins, when, when Jackie and I first w- were introduced to each other, I believe, I'm, I'm, I may be making this up in my mind just because it's more theatrical, <laughs> but I feel like I first met you and you had had something wrong with your ankle. And we're in the hallway. Possibly. And you had on a... Bedazzled. Bedazzled ass. I mean, this child's ankle was True. broken or, or sprained or something. I can't remember what but it was. But the entire accoutrement, the, the thing that was around your ankle, the, the cast... Was bedazzled. Fully. Yes. Fully. Because I was like, if I got to wear this ugly orthopedic surgery black sandal, Jesus sandal, it needs to... That was sparkly light. Jesus. That I wasn't regular. You know what that was? That was Jesus Christ Superstar. I had one of my fashion interns. I was like, take this home and do something with it. It was fabulous. And she just, and then when I had problems with my wrist, I did the same thing. You did thing the same thing. Wrist. So literally, yes. you will sparkle, you will just bedazzle things. Yes, yes. Do you have the actual glue gun bedazzler? Yes, I oh, do. You have it. I don't use it. I just use it for you these give it to the things. interns. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I give it to them to do That's and amazing. I let them have their way and create. I love that. I know. I to be your intern you do not can i be your intern girl although i can't work that hard i'm tired you would be i need sleep you'd be like okay no leave me alone later on on the podcast we're gonna have teraya on the show who did not warn me that baychella was happening but i'm not upset oh let me tell you that was everything but we're not going to talk about that right now because i was a little late coming here because is this the dental surgery also the oral no No. i was a little late coming here because i was sitting at home because first i was going to come in early because i wanted to be in the studio when killer i can't answer any questions that anyone asked me of that are reasonable mike was going to be in the studio then i got word that he was not going to be here so i was like okay well, I don't want to miss it in yeah. transit, yep. so let me sit and watch it. And when I can tell you the things that I threw at the television with his inability to answer even one question um, and starting off with that, well, Miss Joy, you know, my grandmama would be mad at me if I didn't say blah, 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 bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. I was like, come on, man. You do such a disservice to black people who really, and again, I will say, I think he's an intelligent brother. He I is. really do. But he's talking out of both sides of his neck. It's like, what do you, you care about black people, but you want us to, like the Starbucks question. 
that you ask. I'm sorry. And I'm going to let you talk about this because uh, so, so I can't. Just to give everybody the, the uh, if you're in case you are not caught up on it, Killer Mike uh, got dragged, uh, including by Teray, who is our guest today on the podcast, um, when he... A video that he did with an interview with a guy who calls himself Coleon Noir. That's not his real name. Colin, whatever his name you is. You always say that that's not his it's, real it's name. It's not. He's a, he's a lawyer named Colin something But every else. time you say his name, you're like, and that is not his real it's name. It's not. He changed his name to the French word for black because he Noir. lives in the sunken place. If you are the mascot, the you know, the black guy of the NRA, and you literally change your last name to the French word for black, you are essentially... You are advertising to the world that right. you are their black guy. Okay, I don't know if maybe he changed his name to that before, but uh, this guy, Coleon hmm. Noir, well, that's not his name. <laughs> He's an attorney. He has a real regular name, which I will try to look up, and maybe Brianna can look it up in the break. Um, he he did this interview with uh, Killer Mike, who's not also Killer Mike. His name is Michael. So Michael did this interview with him. Michael Render did this interview with him and they of course posted it the same day of the March of Our Lot, March for Our Lives, right. which is the amazing Parkland students, Broward County, what's up? Um, <laughs> and they did this incredible march. These are, you know, these these kids, 20 kids essentially from Parkland, Florida, who are from Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, who took fire from an eight are 15 who essentially watch their friends be massacred in front of them mm. have decided they want to take up gun reform the nra is opposed to that and so killer mike's interview with this coleon noir from the sunken place was used <laughs> and deployed on the day of the parkland march on right. the day of the march for our lives right he got dragged including by Trey, by lots of people but for whatever reason he fixated on me and my criticism for it and then he posted in one of my little glamour shots when i said Love the H and M, which, which means is hair and makeup. makeup. He posted that I he which thought was I was clear in the in the post. By the way, it was pretty clear. I'm posing with the girls who did my hair <sighs> and makeup. But anyway, he went into my mentions in Instagram and read me and yeah. probably tried to say that I was promoting H and M, the store who had done the monkey in the jungle little stupid ad so i corrected him and then somebody put that on twitter he trended for like a day and a half so he his, his team reached out to my team at am joy they wanted to come on you know i pulled the team what do you guys think they were like let's have him on but boo boo and Corey actually is one of the people the reason i had him on by the way because when i wasn't sure really whether i was gonna do it i did text to ray um who I, I i trust his judgment on these things because he is both a media person and a hip-hop person mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i texted i'm like do you think I should have him on? And Teray said, yeah, you should. Because it's it's an opportunity to have a conversation that's bigger than the beef. So I had him on today, and you felt that he didn't really I Not engage. at all. I was very di disappointed. But what I want to say first about when you posted what you did, right, about the H&M, and yeah. then he came for you, right? Yeah. And then after you clap back and yeah. really shut it down yeah and people were commenting he posted something on instagram you know within the within the thread of just a laughing face like a laughing hysterically as if i've caused all this controversy i mean i, I don't know what he meant by that but right. i'm like here she is explaining it and now you're gonna put like it, it was almost like ha ha he put the laugh emoji up first it was like he made the comment and then uh -huh. laughed he, he laughed at it because no i saw it further down yeah, no, I and, know because it was replies to. I seen it like first, so before right before she, she yeah. replied. Before she replied. Yeah. All right, well, and I'll give him that because is, I thought you were yeah. explaining it, and then he, he was laughed. laughing at that. No, so he and and by the way, our producer, lovely producer Brianna, I didn't even know what she was saying. Like I I came in to work on a Saturday <laughs> morning. 
complete I never read my Instagram comments I have to be honest with right. you and those of you who comment to me on Instagram that is not a diss of you I just don't have the time right so normally what happens is you know sometimes Jason will read the comments and get mad because like who is this person this is my life <laughs> and then but Brianna who's our producer here and read this read that and who also helps me out in terms of scheduling reads the comments so she read that she came in the morning I'm completely sleepy she's trying to explain to me and my sleepy brain because of my freaking insomnia what's going and on I didn't understand Anything that Brianna was saying. So Brianna's saying to me, you've been, you know, the killer Mike is coming for you about H&M. And I'm like, did I promote H&M? And I'm thinking to myself, maybe the designer of this, because I wore a designer top that I had gotten from a a stylist. Right. And I thought maybe the designer designed clothes for H&M. Shit. Did I wear a designer whose clothes came from H&M? Right. So I go back and I look at the post that I put up about the designer top that I had on. And I don't see any. And I'm like, this designer doesn't work for H&M. She's like, I mean, not I'm not saying, but, you know, I got this for free. So it's not like it's mine. But I'm like, I didn't definitely. Let me check. Let me make sure. And so then when it dawned on me, because what I had done is I'd gone to L.A., I'd gone to the great Elgin Baylor's statue unveiling. Mm -hmm. These two wonderful young women did my hair and makeup. I did a every time after a and after AM Joy is done. I always shout out the crew, the team, the staff, everybody else. I had shouted out the girls who did my hair and makeup for the show, but I had forgotten to do a specific post about the girls who did my hair and makeup for the Elgin Baylor unveiling. Mm-hmm. So that was the post he was commenting on. When I realized what Brianna was talking about, I was like, oh. Hell no. So then I'm like rage responding and like, oh, my God, you've got to be kidding me. I clap back on him. That's how this whole thing started. Mm. Well, all I can say is when he he had the opportunity to come on AM Joy and really kind of defend his actions, not just about the response to your post, but just the NRA TV interview and what he had to say in that situation. And I think in no way did he add any clarity to what he had said previously. I, I mean, I, I left there like, what is he talking about when I watched yeah. the interview? I mean, I stormed out of my apartment. I was like, this was a waste of time. And, you know, the thing that was frustrating is that Michael is a very smart man. Yeah. So I remember interviewing him in South Carolina when he was a Bernie Sanders surrogate. He mm-hmm. and Nina Turner were the main Bernie Sanders yeah. surrogates. They were out there getting the young folks. Michael, very smart. Very smart. Michael would go into barbershops, and I went in there with him, and he would convince a room full of people who did not have any interest in voting that they should not only vote, but they should vote for Bernie Sanders. Now, it wasn't effective because the Bernie Sanders campaign wasn't too popular with the blacks, Mm -hmm. and they didn't have the ability to get black people over 30 to vote for Bernie. But he got those young black people very excited. He did. But the primary took place on the same day as a huge NCAA black versus black basketball game that took place in North Carolina. Mm. So they didn't do the organizing work to make sure that their voters voted before they went to North Carolina for the game. They weren't in South Carolina. I mean, on the day of the primary, they just, their voters just weren't in town. Their young woke voters, the young black folk were in North Carolina watching the game. So they didn't do the work to get the black vote. Let's just be real about that. The Bernie Sanders campaign had issues getting the black vote. But when they tried, they used Killer Mike and Nina Turner. Mm-hmm. My friend Nina Turner. I love Nina. And I love Nina. But they were not able to carry the black vote to Bernie Sanders. So a lot of Bernie Sanders people would really dislike me. Deeply dislike they me. They do. Because they feel like it's somehow my fault that Bernie didn't get the black vote. Right. But Killer Mike did the work to try. And I interviewed him during that campaign. We had a very respectful interview. That was my only time ever meeting him. Mm-hmm. We've never met other than that. So I don't know the guy. So we got in this weird beef where I felt like he was angry about my criticism of, of him. But that it was really about 
that. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. It was right. this underlying sort of broader issue between us. And I don't feel like we resolved that really. But I will say that even though I didn't feel like he answered my questions necessarily, this beef on the left has to end. Mm-hmm. The Bernie people who are still mad at the Hillary people and mad at the blacks for not voting for Bernie, there's bigger fish to fry. Is he mad at you still about that? I don't think he is, but I'm saying that there's a there's a broader picture. And he wants to talk about black gun ownership. But my problem with that is... But talk about it then. Talk Actually about have it. the conversation. Yes. Don't just put out the same talking points. Totally. You know what I mean? Actually answer a question. Um, particularly, like I said, I'll bring it up again, the whole Starbucks situation yes. that's going on right now. If he would have said, if he would have answered your question about what would have happened if those brothers had had you know, legitimately guns on them. If they had had permits to have guns, how would that, to have guns, They'd have been how dead. would that, they would have been dead. And we're talking about the guys who were arrested in Starbucks for coming in and not For being ordering. black. For being black. And can I tell you that when I was in Florida, I used to work from home. I was a freelancer and yeah. I used to do radio in the morning, but then I was, you know, I mostly worked as a freelancer. So I used to spend half my day in Starbucks. Yeah. And I would sit there all day with one cup of coffee. Listen. I wasn't ordering. Who doesn't sit in Starbucks and wait, sit on your computer? You know, I may get something. I may not. I if may I'm not. meeting someone there, no one harasses you. I, but here's the thing. I think it's irresponsible yeah. of Killer Mike who a lot of people give a lot of credit to and listen to, um, to say that black people need to get guns because when you're dealing with police out there, things can go differently if you own a gun. I think that's irresponsible. Philando Castile, who had a licensed gunner. And the reality is that, you know, first of all, we've seen people come in just to get change their kids' diapers in Starbucks. We know people use Starbucks for the free Wi-Fi. You can sit there. It's comfortable. You don't have to order. These two black men were essentially arrested because the manager didn't like two black men sitting in her place. Let's just be real. It's true. And I need Killer Mike to to acknowledge that. And to acknowledge that if they had been armed, right? Seven, eight, nine, however many police officers came in to arrest two real estate Thank agents you. would have shot them dead. Yeah. And because they would have seen a gun, they would have yelled gun, and you would have had potentially two black dead men. We and see I it wish again he could have acknowledged and again that. And yeah. again and again. And the and NRA is not for black gun owners. At all. Philando and he needs Castile. to talk about that. Marissa Alexander. Marissa Alexander. Come, Come on. on. He should have talked about it. Let's and talk about that. If you're going to talk, if you're going to be a, yep. a mouthpiece for the NRA and gun ownership, then talk about where they don't show up. Talk about what they don't, they don't do. And challenge them. And I will yes. say one more time. Yes. I give Mike, I will give Michael credit for coming on the show. He asked to come on. We put him on. He was very forthright and apologized. He was very proactive about it. But the next time you sit down with Coleon Sunken Place Noir. That's not his real Michael, name. <laughs> his Sunken Place might actually be on his birth certificate. <laughs> the next time you sit down with with the Monsieur Sunken Place, <laughs> please ask him. Where was the NRA for Philando Castile? And Where was the Alexander. NRA for Marissa Alexander? Yes. Where was the NRA for Michael Crawford III, who was purchasing a toy gun in the toy gun aisle at Walmart when he was shot dead by police? And Tamir Rice. Where, where was were the they NRA? for Tamir Rice? And Tamir and Michael Crawford when they were in an open carry state where even if they had had real guns, and they both had toys, yes. but even if they had had real guns, it would have been perfectly legal for both those two black man and black child, 12-year-old baby, to have had a gun, even if he had had one. See, but uh, my thing is you sit down with NRA TV and you don't raise these points. Raise those points. How are you standing for black people? Because the reality is, and you Mm -mm. know, we know Coleon been trying to get famous for a very little time. Yeah. 
as the black official spokesman for the NRA, but the reality is I hope next time Michael sits down with them, and if he does ever sit down with them again, I would love for him to ask them. I will not be asking Coley on that because, no, despite the fact that he keeps trying to get booked on all these mm-hmm. national TV shows, Ch- uh, Hunty, you won't be booked on mine. That would be a waste Together, of time. Forever, for all time, whenever. So, okay, let's talk about The Walking Dead. Season finale for season eight is tonight. And then the season premiere of Fear the Walking Dead, this show that I have been supporting from its inception. And there have been a lot of haters, but now everybody wants to be on board. But okay. True. True, no, true. it's a great show. I cop to it. So tonight's the night that Fear the, Fear the Walking Dead ends and Morgan, we will see. No, I'm sorry. The Walking Dead ends yes. and Morgan, we will see on Fear the Walking yes. Dead. And can I say, and so I'm excited. I know. I'm almost Roseanne-like in my inability to admit when I'm wrong. <laughs> but I have to tell you that I, at this point, like Fear the Walking Dead more than The Walking Dead. But a lot of people do. There are articles out there now saying that Fear the Walking Dead is better. It is. It's better written and also more happens. It's because of the characters that you refuse Except to embrace. that I hate. You have to like Madison. I hate Madison so much no. that I literally, her being eaten by a walker would be my best day ever. <laughs> it's not happening. I she despise is the star. her. She is the Rick of Fear the Walking Dead. And I hate Rick too. I want Rick to die <gasps> and I want Madison to die. I How only, do you hate Rick? I just, because he's dumb, he makes stupid decisions. He's Every, learning. It's, what? How long until he like, he like Donald Trump. Donald Trump's 71. Oh like, he's learning. God. Rick keeps doing stupid things. You How are, do you not like Rick? A crew, Rick <laughs> is a police officer who shoots 47,000 bullets and never hits one person. He's a person. sheriff in the, in the country. How you, a, you go dirty cop and you don't hit nobody. You've been trying to kill Negan. You haven't been close combat. Can't kill him. The garbage lady can capture him, but Rick can't capture him. And she him. let him go. And let him go. So, Why you drive him all the way to the garbage it's house? It's not their fault. That It's not Rick's no. fault no. That, the, that the writers are not letting him kill Negan. Rick is, is supposed to be a fault. cop. And Rick is supposed to be a cop. You went dirty cop on Negan. You still couldn't kill him. The garbage lady captured him. You couldn't. She didn't kill him. And she let him go. Everybody lets him go. Nobody can it. kill him. And I hate Negan. I want Negan gone. It is because, listen, you have to give credit to the fact nope. that the writers want to keep this character around for a Why? long time. I we don't all hate know. him. We hate Negan. Listen, Carl was there, could have killed him. Everybody has been in a position. And see, Dwight could have killed him. Dwight Every- could have killed him. Everybody could have killed him. They won't kill, kill him. Kill him. This is the reality. And we're not bloodthirsty, necessarily. No. But Negan has to go. He is a malevolent force in the he's making the show unwatchable but for how me. about they tried to make him a sympathetic character I in the know! last episode about his feeling wife. for the trash Child. lady nobody cares why you named you, lucille lucille exactly and by the way you used lucille to murder glenn, glenn. and abraham and abraham so we don't care no. why you named your stupid bat lucille you use it to kill a beloved two beloved characters two. so by the way negan you're not sympathetic. No. We don't care if you live or die. We don't want your backstory. No. Don't want to know you were an insurance salesman or whatever you did in your real life. Nobody cares. We want you eaten. But wait, can I talk about trash ladies? B and B apartment. <laughs> Her Jack little Airbnb apartment. I want to move in. What the hell? It's super cute. I loved that I moment. Loved it. It's so pretty. How has she been able to maintain that? Because she's and an did artist. And the other trash people know about this? 
that's probably why they, um, I don't know, but she was living fat. That's a beautiful apartment. So tonight's the night. Are you going to watch I am absolutely, with Miles? Well, so I have the birthday party of a good friend who's turning 90 years old. So I'm going to oh. go to the party. And, she uh, won't know if you're not there. <laughs> just I'll be at the party. And when I get home from the party, it ends at 10. Uh, so I'll have it on DVR. What? And then Miles and I will watch. What time is this party for a 90-year-old? It, it ends Why is she trying 10? to turn up at 90? She turned it up. Turn up, turn up, that, turn up, turn up. That party should be like at 2 p.m. <laughs> Why? She gonna come in there in a walker? She a bro- no. This lady a diva. This a this is this lady is a diva. So she having a party at what time does this begin? From six to ten, mommy, and I'm gonna be there. You gonna stay till ten? Yeah. Whose auntie is this? <laughs> <laughs> what is the obligation? She is a a diva. So I'm gonna be at this diva's party. Oh my god! And I'm gonna be there for the turn up, and then I'm gonna come home and watch The Walking Dead. And I love Fear the Walking Dead now, but I hate Madison. You're going to have to embrace Madison. I can't. You can't. cannot. I only like Nick, who is the druggie, my favorite. The, who covers himself in blood and love walks him. amongst the walkers. He's the only one I he want to live. He lives too dangerously, and he gives everybody stress. No, I love him. The only people that I need to live through the apocalypse are Nick and Daryl. See, Madison, it, she and does what Michonne. needs to be done. She protects her own. The, listen. Jackie. She killed Jackie, that man and brought the got, head. She, she killed the, the whole Native American the Native tribe. American. She, she, she killed the whole not. tribe. She killed that white man and she brought his head and she, she settled a dispute no. between the two. It wasn't a dispute. She wanted to go get her daughter and when she, there was a, a deal. There was a deal already made. She killed a whole Native American tribe. She did she not kill Andrew them Jackson. with her hands. She's Andrew Jackson. <laughs> so we're going to be watching The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. Morgan, who's my other favorite character, I want him to also live through the apocalypse. The final four. I know. I'm excited about Morgan. Morgan must live. Michonne must live. Yeah. Daryl must live. And Carol must live. And Carol must live. So there's five. And I'm rooting for Ezekiel, too. King Ezekiel. Okay. I want him to live. Six. Because you need black characters. That's six. Jesus, though, and I don't mean the Lord. Be clear. Be clear. Jesus, Church the character on The Walking Dead. Got to go. He can go. Go. I kind of want Dwight to live. Who? I'm feeling Dwight, the burn boo. I don't like him. Listen, he's been helping out. I can't. I, I don't want him okay, to die. Okay, let's let him die. Let's let him live. Let, let him live. Let him live. Let, let him, him live. live. Let him live. Okay, well, he's going to live, and then we're going to keep... Um... Tara can die. Yeah, she can go. She don't listen. She can die. Because she don't listen. I can't. Listen. She's the reason why Dwight is back with them and got she captured. Is. And she's she's a problem. stupid. She and problem. the little boy can die. He got to go. All the kids can go. Got to go. Mm-mm. We love the children. Love the children. Love I the love ch- the children. I love the children. But they not helping in the zombie apocalypse. No. They got to go. And how that little baby still alive? The little kid. She's like, how are you still making it? I can't. How are you not a snack? I can't. She's a zombie snack. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, they at all, I, I don't understand. Judith. I can't. Okay, we're getting a wrap. So now we're talking about baby all baby. Right. Uh, let's. <laughs> I never thought I would So our guest, Torrey, is in the studio. That's really good. Why are you yelling? Because I had to interrupt your conversation. Because it's so good. It is good, but I'm we need so to save it for the I'm podcast. I'm mad at him, though. I, well, you mad at me? You didn't watch? I Wait, was okay, we're talking about Baychella, formerly Tor- Coachella. Yes. Hot. And by the way, Torrey. HBCU in the house. It was the HBCU. So our guest, Torrey, who needs no introduction, he was just on AM Joy. And can we say, instead of recording on a Thursday... We're on a Sunday. We said that at the we're beginning of the show. Mention so you podcast. were just on AM Jewel. But I'm mad. I, I was cool with you while we were on. Let, know, let him know about my podcast. The Toray podcast. You yes. have to get Toray the show. Toray show. Yes. Which is actually quite good. We're having Vivica A. Fox on this Have you week. recorded that wow. interview yet? Yes, we have. How was it? She's 
dumb. I love her. I love her. We spent about 10 I minutes on Kill Bill alone. Yeah. Really? And she's Curb Your Enthusiasm, and yeah. she was on Celebrity Apprentice, yep. and she was on Empire, and she was in Independence. I mean, Independence Day. I know. And Let's send it off. It and yep. She's done so many dope things, but we're here to talk about you two ladies. No, no I have to ask you about Vivica, though. Why do you think, based on your interview, and I'm sure you did in-depth research, why do you think she hasn't had a bigger career than she has. Well, she's Is it the a, typical black girl story in Hollywood where you just don't get the opportunity? She's the wife. She's well, the girlfriend. She's right, the wife. Right. But in Set It Off, she was amazing. Yeah. Yes, in Set It Off, she was amaz- I mean, she's had amazing. An, she's had an amazing career. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's, she's... No, and not to take away from her, I think she's fabulous. Absolutely. She's done and continues to do great things, but why is it bigger? But she's not seen by I mean, Hollywood as an AAA, right? She's not seen by... But there's very, very few black women who are seen That's by true. Hollywood as AAAs. And part of what she's done is she got to that 40-something mm-hmm. where, you know, like you can't get those big-time roles anymore, and she pushed herself to go into reality shows, and then she pushed herself to go into producing. Mm. So she's like, I see the wave. Instead of continuing to fight, I'm going to go yeah. with it. And, like, I'll do uh, Celebrity Repentance. I'll do Larry David, Kirby, and then I'll produce. And now she's trying to make things. And so she's playing the cards that are given her, right? Okay. I mean, the book yep. is called Every Day I'm Hustling. Mm-hmm. So she's really good at flowing with the opportunities she's got. I mean, like, almost every actor, black actor, you could say, you're so freaking talented. How come you're not bigger? Right. Yeah. You know yeah. what I feel like? It's like it reminds me of great R&B singers mm. who have the love of black American, black listeners, mm. but don't get Grammys, right? Because they're mm. not seen as a huge pop star like a Beyonce, but they are so good and so huge that we internally think this person is huge, but they can't seem to break out of R&B. D- yeah. Did you feel like she's kind of like in that lane? Um, Yeah, I do. And I think that's part of why Tarantino picks her yes. out of... Two can play that game to put in the movie. Um, yeah, I do. I mean, I definitely have that sister girl, friend yeah. in your head yeah. vibe And from she her. lends a black iconic aspect to a yeah. Tarantino film that he needs for his authenticity yes. sake. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And I mean, I thought it was uh, purposefully ironic that she's the first person to die in Kill Bill. Mm. And he's making fun of the cinematic history of right. black people being the first one to die. Yeah. Right. He's not doing it unconsciously. He's doing it consciously yep. and making fun of it. And I mean, but I love her. Ooh, that's that love her. I love, love her. her. I never she's, thought about that when it came to Kill Bill. She is. Kill Bill's I love her. She is so great. physical and yep. it's so aggressive. And she's flawless and beautiful, by the way. She oh looks amazing and she, she maintains does. her fly. And the beautiful thing about that scene they are warriors yes. Yes. going at each other. Yep. But the mom code goes above the yes. warrior code. When your baby walks in, okay, I'm not going to try to kill you right in front of your baby. We will stop I love that when you your are baby's in the room. dissecting scenes then, from <laughs> Kill Bill, right? This oh is why God. I love Torrey. That's why we love him. Because he just looks at everything and just, you know, just goes in. Live yeah. here. You want to do Django and Chain? We could do 35 minutes. Oh, oh. my God. <laughs> Let's do Baychella. No, now you made me mad again. I was HBCU loving Torrey, and now I'm mad. Vibes. I'm mad. I'm mad. Can, okay. can we just stop for a moment and yes. say that Torrey did not tell me Baychella was on last night he could have texted me he texted me about some other stuff and I did not know he it was thought on you knew. I missed it let me throw it out 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 right it was about 1.45 in the morning I was asleep I'm um, <laughs> having some thoughts I'm winding down about to go to bed I'm waiting for someone to come by and then I'm gonna go to bed and then I sent out a text to Joy and our friend Trayvon Free and a couple other people was it about Beyonce no it was about Chun Lee. Mm-hmm. The, a new Nikki song I love, Fire. but oh. it's about nothing. And it was like, we love this record, but it is about 
nothing. But you just love it. It's yes, yeah. but it's like it's like a she's like she's using words in a vertical way instead of a horizontal way. So instead of to make meaning, it's just the sounds of the word. I mean, the song ends. Uh, you know, I need a mai tai. Uh, this is so sci-fi. Give me the password to the fucking Wi-Fi. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so but it still fly. So I sent that out to a bubble people just to see like who's up and who want to chat for five minutes. My friend Joy, <laughs> in known insomniac, did not respond. I thought you were asleep. Trayvon Free responded. We started talking about Nikki, and then he's like, "So are you up for Beyonce to watch Beyonce?" And I'm like, "What are you talking about? What you didn't and know? He, about I it? did not know." And he wow. was like, "Baychella starts in five minutes on YouTube, old man. Here's how to." Find it on the web. <laughs> and next thing you knew, I was with everybody on Twitter bitching about why is Post Malone still on the damn stage? Get off! And what and time did it start? What time it did... started about I need my coding two, to kick in. 220? I'll sleep. It was late, no, but it was now. dope. No, I've oh, seen clips of it. And they have renamed Coachella Baychella because she took over with the blackness. I mean, she did it hashtag for the culture. Absolutely. She mixed in a little na uh, black national anthem. She had like an HBCU-ish band yeah. marching in. A hundred sisters yes. in yellow leotards. Mm. And yes. they had some brothers playing, you know, the tubas and the horns and, and the, the drums. And the drum line. And then it was, was like And then there was a line HBCU. of brothers who wow. were doing the pledging thing. Yep. So she's like, make me laugh. And they try to make her laugh. And then yeah. they're stepping and... I mean, you know, it was it was dope. It was dope. I loved the theme of it. I loved. I mean, I felt like I was watching a Grambling Morgan State game. Right. You know, halftime. You know I, what I mean? love what she's doing now. Her evolution dope. is interesting because she starts out, you know, the girl group thing, the father sort of, you know, manipulating the situation to make sure that she's in the front, and you know, we get it's family. The parents kind of owned it. They fire the first two girls. You don't think the parents kind of made sure that are she we, was dying or off? The other ones with the supremes. Are we manipulating or are we seeing? She's the best one in the group, and happens to be our daughter. Happens to be, I get a, it. which history has proven <laughs> she's the best one. She's the hardest worker. I'm just gonna say, back in the day, I did interview their vocal coach, who said that vocally, he thought that Kelly mm. had the most natural sort of vocal ability, but okay. that the parents were very definitive that Beyonce was the star of the group. I mean, I knew a woman who worked in the record business and told me that she was working in and around them. When they did their first tour, yeah. Destiny's Child. And some people go on their first big tour and they're like, oh, no, this is too much. It's just too boring. It's just too much stuff coming at you. It's too much time away from home. And they're like, I'm good. I don't want to do that again. And they were like, and it's just it's too much constant energy. Yeah. Yes. yeah. They were like, Beyonce was like built for this. No, like, she. As soon as yeah, she got back, yeah, I'm like, let's go again. Yeah. Like, this is my life. I yep. love it. Let's go. Yeah. So you see like the source of like, she wants to work. No. She's happy to do it. Like. Yep. And she's born to do it. I mean, she obviously has the drive, the talent. Mm. She's She kind of is the only kind of iconic Michael Jackson-esque figure you know, that when, when we Mike, have now. When Michael died, and I remember BET was doing the Michael tribute, and the night somebody tweeted one of the craziest <laughs> tweets ever, I wish BET died and Michael Jackson was doing a tribute to them. <laughs> What? That night, Sorry, I remember Jeff. being in a hotel horrible. in the Standard in L.A., and people were tweeting. I Might I have tweet. tweeted that? No. Okay, no, it wasn't good. you. Was it? And people were tweeting, who's the heir to Michael Jackson? Yeah. And I remember Dream Hampton and Questlove and I were sort of talking back and forth on yeah. Twitter about it's Beyonce. It is Beyonce. And people were offended because they're like, Beyonce is not the level of Michael at any of the major talents. Not dancing, not singing, what? not writing. True. But 
The king is gone. Yes. So we have Long the, live li- the, queen. the living to choose from. Although yeah. many would like to now, today, put Bruno Mars in that Wrong. space. Okay, uh, I'm, Wrong. I'm gonna, I disagree I'm, I'm, I'm with gonna that. I'm going to put you on timeout <laughs> on your show. No, you can't. <laughs> I don't agree with it. But a lot I'm of people not. have Bruno done that. Ma- Bruno Mars is not even in this conversation. No. He, we, li- I mentioned Michael Jackson and Beyonce. You bring up he Bruno Mars. You need to co- drink some more I'm of this I'm going to put you on timeout because you can't put me on timeout on my podcast. Because let me tell you. I'm trying to tell you what people are talking about, the and they are saying, "Listen, Bruno Mars, girl. people are actually talking about Bruno Mars, especially after his Super Bowl you appearances." No, I'm not saying that it's worthy. I'm not saying that it's worthy. But what I'm saying is to act like people are not actually out there saying it. People said it after his. It's not true. And people are saying that Obama's not from America either. People That's say true. mad shit, but no, Beyonce. Is Listen, I love Beyonce. Just, no, I know you do. Be- I agree with Beyonce, you. I think Beyonce, Beyonce is not but people were saying it. They were people giving were actually him saying to be Michael, they you they have were. to be a multi-platform a virtuoso. threat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah not yeah. just dominating music, but other things as well. And, and by the way. She's also fashion. She's also Hollywood. You don't have to tell me. So, I get it. No, I know. I'm making, I love I'm just, Beyonce. I'm making the argument among the folks who are like still like, how could you put Michael and Beyonce in the same sentence? No, you can't. Absolutely. And can I tell you the one definitive way that you can is that the thing that Michael Jackson did that no other black performer was able to do was to crack into the MTV music video space. And as yes. somebody grew up loving music videos, yes. the only performer right now who uses music video the way I think it was intended mm. for its full artistic value, both the interstitials at her concerts, which are incredible, mm-hmm. costume change, incredible video, then she comes out, and using the videos really to make the song a, a separate entity that lives on its own thing. is Beyonce. He was I mean, the that, first to do that. That yes. crossover thing you talk about, right, which comes from the Motown aesthetic, yes. right? We are rooted in blackness, but we are going to sell to everybody. Yes. Beyonce does that yes, she she does. better than anybody, anybody. today. She does. But, right? And she but, maintains the blackness of the music, and she's getting more and more political it's getting as she's more older, it's getting more but black. it's super crossover yes, as absolutely. well. Yeah, it is, because Coachella, as we know, is not a black thing. No. Not by, but she is the first black woman to headline Coachella. How is this possible? Well, okay, I don't even, that's rhetorical. (laughs) (laughs) But can we, you know, since we're talking about performers who are iconic in the way that they've changed the way that the game works, we have to go to Prince because the Mm. other icon from my childhood, they both came out 79, uh, Michael Jackson, well, well, Michael Jackson had been out obviously since he was a kid, but they both had this sort of definitive album in 79, Prince and Michael Jackson off the wall and Prince's first big, Yes, yeah, yes, yes. And Thriller and Purple Rain come out, I believe, within About, one month yeah, of each yeah, other in 1983. Like, yeah. Absolutely. So you are the definitive expert uh, on Prince. I Would Die you For are. You. Your book on Prince is the best thing I've ever read about Prince. And I was obsessed with Prince as a kid. I loved Michael Jackson and Prince, yeah. which normally people don't. Who'd you Usually love like, more? I have to say I loved Prince more because he was more subversive. Okay. But I was but but I was naive, so I was in love with Michael Jackson. Sure. <laughs> I was sure. like, I love Michael Jackson. Sure. But Prince, when he came out with that butter whip, Prince. I was like, woo. Yeah, I, I yeah. love because he was. See, so, you're back in the conversation. Oh, shut up! <laughs> remember when Darling Nikki Ow. came out? We yes. were like on the bus. I remember we were going to a field trip, and somebody had a tape of Darling Nikki, and we were all in the back of the bus like snickering. And the bus driver kept yelling, "What's going on back there?" We were back there like, <laughs> while this song is playing that none of our parents, no. my mother would not let me go. When he did his concert in Colorado and Denver, no. I was not allowed to go. No, we were not allowed to see Purple Rain at 
all. No. I, think what? I, was, I think I was about 14, 13, 14, pearls. 15 when it nope. came out. My I wasn't parents allowed. were not letting me see me Purple neither. Rain. No, no. Why? My mom no, either. Too, I mean, they didn't even see Purple Rain. It nope. was the, the, the reputation of Prince was this hypersexual person yeah, who was coming to thank ruin, God had no um, idea. <laughs> ruin America and ruin our children. And oh, no. I remember oh, my no. mother oh, saying, You are not going to see that man that humps the stage. Mm, yeah, my parents said something similar. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was so were, great were, to see. I'll never forget there. that line. No. She said, that man humps the stage. Nope. How does she know that? I have West Indian mothers the reputation. know everything. <laughs> look, look, look. The, Prince had that reputation of he was the most sexual person in mm. America. He was freakier than anybody else. Yep. He was having more than anyone else. I mean... By Purple Rain, he was <laughs> visually covering it up relatively more. But before, he'd been coming out in a trench coat and, and stockings chaps. and heels and, and he came lingerie. Out, and my and, mother, I think the way she found out, you know, little West Indian mothers do know everything. But which one day she came downstairs probably during, I used to watch music videos obsessively. Mm-hmm. And she came down and she saw, you don't have to be. Beautiful. She's like, yes. what's that? Yes. Turn me out. This little man is in it with the heels. You don't Body, baby. Get She's it, like, what is that? Turn it off. That was it. <laughs> did you, did your mom ever hear Erotic City? Oh, not that I ever allowed her to. Her no. head would her head would have exploded. <laughs> but I loved it. I thought it was that so is my favorite subversive. Prince song. I love, love it. it. No, I, I, I want to be your lover. No. Is my favorite uh, per, uh, Prince song of all time. I think if they'd ever heard Purple Rain Sister, too. they would have lost it. Just gone, <laughs> gone. What's the greatest Prince song of all time? Of yours? Who can call one? I Purple mean, Rain. Like, I mean, Purple uh, Rain. And I want to be your lover. I mean, oh God, I you know I can't, I can't rank them. These things no? are too beautiful. They're too amazing. I can't rank a Prince okay, song. Okay, give us I mean, three. I mean, I think a lot about Adore. Mm. As this amazing love song I could listen to yeah. over and over, and it's not, and this is core Prince because it's sexuality intermingled with his spirituality. The yep. angels are watching us have sex and they are crying yep. at how beautiful our yep. lovemaking is. That is quintessential Prince. I mean, you know, since he passed, I've been listening to Mountains a lot. Because mm. I just love the sound of it and the feel of it. It's it, it's not a song that I fixated on when he was alive, even though I loved it. Yeah. But it, it for some reason, that rose to be something that I, was in heavy rotation for me. Um, my God. I mean, there's just... Did you, let me were ask you, you this. Were you one of the people who hated Alphabet Street? Because I loved Alphabet Street. No, I love and Alphabet people Street. I knew that didn't like it no, no, and I thought haven't. it was a weird departure. I, I loved it. No, no. I have I, you know, well, I, I also think a lot, to, to continue the list... Uh, about starfish and coffee, mm. right? Because it's a weird one. Yeah. And because I know the backstory, being friends with Susanna Melvoin, who dated him, and that is her story. And she mm. has a co-writing credit on really? it. Really? Wow. And she grew up with this girl. I love Talking a- Prince with him. Almost everything in the story, in the song, is real. It's not an invention. Cynthia Rose is a real person who Susanna says was on, is on the spectrum. She just saw her a couple of weeks ago, so wow. they're still buddy, but she's on the spectrum, uh, you know, and every day she'd be like, guess what I had for breakfast? And she'd be like, what? Same thing every day, but I'm the only person who really <laughs> talked to you, so wow. what did I... Star- she, but she would say starfish and pee-pee. <laughs> and Prince was like, we got to flip that. And she would tell Prince the story occasionally. And then one day he was like, tell me that story again. Write it down. And all right, wait here. And he goes down to the studio. And 10 hours later, he had the song. Because he would work on a song until it was done. 
right? Most people will work on a song, come back to it, work on a song, come back to it, then mix it, then master it. He worked on one song from beginning to end, so at the end of the session, that song was done. Wow. Mm-hmm. So after 10 hours, he was like, here's the song. I changed Starfish and Pee-Pee to Starfish and Coffee because <laughs> yeah. we can't get it and on the radio God with Starfish and right, Pee-Pee. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but m- almost all of that was exactly what she had told him over and over, which is kind of amazing that he took this crazy story and makes it yeah. into this great song. Someone should send Donald Trump Starfish and Pee-Pee the song <laughs> because it would really drive him crazy. I'm sorry, Jackie, I interrupted you when you were going to say Starfish and Pee-Pee. Well, I mean, I could talk to Zoray about Prince all day long, but I'm curious your take on how the the music industry shifted years ago mm. and it kind of changed how um people were able to receive prince's music mm. right you you really had to search for it after a while it wasn't getting radio play and things like that well he wanted that he did he that's he, what i was going to ask he, you was he frustrated by that well he didn't he did not want it to be easily accessible he was controlling it mm-hmm. since his passing now it's more it's more available and i i'm I don't remember the full timeline. If he allowed himself to go, I'm, I'm sure he allowed himself to go on to title, mm-hmm. um, partly to help them, yeah. right? Because he's like, you guys are not going to fail. I'm not going to let you guys go out like that. I'll help you. So, you know, you can get all his stuff on title now. Um, yep. And that was his choice. But, uh, you know, he was always going to be in control of his music. Mm-hmm. And his, that was why he changed the symbol, yep. right? Just to screw with the industry. Yep. Not yeah. for any reason. If you called him... Prince, he didn't care. He was still, you know, rock with yeah. you, especially black people. He's like, they call me Purple Rain. They call me all sorts <laughs> of things. It's all good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we don't talk enough about his activism, but uh, I remember me, mm. you know, I'm friends with some of the folks now that are behind um, the, a lot of the coding efforts that he did. I mean, he really was a pioneer in terms of funding, really quietly, never putting his name out there, trying to get young black people into engineering. I remember after Trayvon Martin died, he said he never wants there to be another black kid in a hoodie who's seen as a thug. He wants them to be seen as the next um, the guy from uh, Facebook, the next Mark Zuckerberg, mm. you know? And so he was funding in a lot of ways, a lot of these efforts to get black kids into STEM he was a pioneer in terms of trying to make other little, you know, other people yeah. who could be prints, but not entertainment. Yeah. Part of what I want to do with my show is broaden and deepen our understanding of him. So we had Susanna Melvoin come on and talk about what it's like to date him. Mm. And she got a ring from him, but no proposal. And then he asked her to come to France, where she was going to be the star of Under the Cherry Moon. And he says, not not on bended knee. I don't want you to star in the movie. Oh, but I want you to be my wife. Oh. <laughs> but that was the beginning of the end of the relationship. Really? Oh. That's already out in June. On June 6th, we're going to have an interview that Wait, already that done. is out? So we can hear that one now. Yeah, yep. okay. Susanna Melvoin's out now. Yep. Um, on June 6th, we're going to have Andre Simone, who mm-hmm. Prince grew up with. When <laughs> Prince is about 10, he leaves his mother's home. He cannot deal with the stepfather. He'd already left his father's home. Now he leaves his mother's home. He sleeps on some couches. He ends up in Bernadette Anderson's home. She has five or six kids. Uh, Andre Anderson is his youngest, her right. youngest child. Um, same age as Prince. They're already friends. They're both music makers. They live together in the same room from age 12 to 17. So what? I mean, like, he wow. knows Prince first person in that in that butterfly building stage. Wow. Yes. And, and when I was doing the book, 
I was trying to find people who knew him from that time. Yeah. And either you couldn't find them or they wouldn't talk. And yeah. Andre I found, but he wouldn't talk to me. So so when I finally get him, I'm like, well, what about this? What about this? He's like, no, that's wrong. That's wrong. Because I had all this received information. He's like, I have the real information. Yeah. there. And then. And now he's talking. And now he's talking. Now that he's gone, he feels comfortable to tell a story. So he's oh, telling I love the that stories. loyalty, though. And then uh, on June 13th, right after the week after the birthday, we're going to have an interview with Susan Rogers, who oh. was his uh, engineer. Throughout Purple Rain, Around the World in the Day, all the albums to Sign of the Times, that core right. major period. And wow. she can talk about this is the song that was the seed for this album. This is the song that he made that led to this album yeah. and how he made the music. And Oh, you got to get the Toray Show podcast. Wait, I, gotta, I just want to ask him really quickly since, and I'm, I'm sure you've talked about this on social media, but I just want you to talk about it here. The whole Prince, Justin Timberlake moment. Uh. God. How did you feel about that? The Prince put him on a bed moment. sheet. When Timberlake put Prince yeah. on a bed sheet yeah, the at Super the Bowl. Super Bowl, Recently? he oh, yeah. put him on a sheet. Oh. I know it's been a minute, but and I'm was, curious. Yeah, what did you think? Because how you felt in the moment may be different about how you feel well, now. I was curious about how Sheila E. initially was against it, but then talked to Justin, and then she kind well, of... Prince said no holograms. I know, but, but it she... wasn't really a hologram. That, That's why they did the sheet. Yeah, I, and that moment didn't bother me there was a bunch of things that i found a little lacking about that performance from justin oh you in mean general. the fact that he walked out to the song that ended janet jackson's public career and that he been, didn't make any reference to it or invite her shade. to perform that was shade shade, yeah. shade. and then footprints on a bed sheet problems yeah. Yeah. i have to can i put in a request and i don't please. know if you've had him oh, on please. yet and of course i i, I love the Tore po- show podcast you guys should really listen to it have you had quest love on yet we have not had Questlove. I on would yet. like to put in a special request. Please have Questlove on. There are uh, some performers who don't get. They're not so. We're public. trying to get him on this podcast. And we got to get him on he's here too. He's in the freaking building. He is in the come building. On, and he's really nice. And he said he would come on. You trying to get him on his podcast? Girl, you need to get him on our podcast. Never mind. But anyway, <laughs> we, we can do it together. But Shut anyway, that down. I wanted to say that that Questlove to me is Mm-mm. a prince-ish figure in the sense that he's mm-hmm. a sort of total intellectual mm-hmm. yeah. but also a musician mm-hmm. he reminds me of a of a like a shy prince or of a shyer prince you know what i mean like he's not quest so, is a shyer prince in a way because he's he not, shy i don't know that he's shy but he's not like as flamboyant obviously as prince he's not flamboyant but he's voluble very voluble and constantly talking and, and constantly out talking there and, and his writing is incredible dinner parties I mean, and his books are incredible I, I, and he gets invited to one of these dinner parties I that know. he has oh, oh, he's like a up. foodie what uh, I'll, be, I'll look you up he <laughs> kind of reminds me of prince i don't no, know for some reason he reminds me of him he does not remind me of prince but he is he is truly brilliant yeah brilliant genius and he's he's the best interview of all the hip-hop figures i've ever had in terms of really the talker yeah and the brilliance depth. the things he's saying the depth i mean yeah. i could not have done better mike than killer print. mike <laughs> well you say oh girl <laughs> wow, the room got dark with all that shade Jackie bringing, wow. Jackie bringing the shade. Jackie bringing the shade. Deeper than deeper I, 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 and more knowledledge than Killer Mike. Yes. I, I could not have done my Prince book without Quest's brilliance yeah, he's in analyzing some of the songs, yeah. in providing a brilliant sort of overlay yep. for Prince's career. And he worked with Prince. He knew yeah, he Prince. Knew yeah. so, and can I just say, The Roots, one of the best live performances you will ever see in your life yeah. is The Roots. Yeah. And. 
one of the most intimidating experiences of my life was getting into an elevator one time a few years ago, probably 2000, 2014. No, oh no, I would die. If I ever met Black Thought, I would die on the spot. I'd be a ghost. They're like in but the no, building. No, they're in the building. So I was one like time. Like in the get, cafeteria. No, no, they're really nice. I got onto the elevator one time. This is 2014. I was a new contributor. I had just got my show. Yeah. And I used to be on Alex Wagner's show a lot. And Quest and Alex were, were, were cool. So I get on the elevator and all of a sudden this giant is next to me. And I look and I'm like, oh my God, it's Quest Love. He's and so I literally froze. And he said, hello. And I said, <laughs> and he was so nice. He's the he's one of the he's, nicest people I've ever he's met. The nicest, most approachable totally. superstar. I was in the just game. giving my students. So I teach this class at Newhouse. We're walking through the building. I always give them a little tour as one of the little classes. And normally we never see anyone. I take them to the sixth floor. I'm like, look, you're not going to see any stars because it's too late. It's after hours. You're never going to see anyone. We run into Quest. He was he, so nice. He took pictures with them. He's the nicest. I guy. think he, he gave me a fake number though. He, ah! I asked him, I said... Stop stalking him! Stop stalking him! Maybe if you want to stalk that Jackie I saw him downstairs in 30 Rock, and I went up to him, of course, and I was like, hey. I was like, I'm Jackie Reed. He was like, I know who you are. And I said, well... My play cousin, Joanne Reed, you know, and I went through the whole thing. He's yes. like, oh, I know who she is. Yeah. I was like, doesn't everyone? I know who she is. I know who you is. I know who you is. I don't watch BET. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you were on BET too, Black what? Carpet. With you. Ooh. Yes. But, I know. Yes. <laughs> and I didn't give you my number either. I didn't mean I never that. asked for it. Y'all look no, terrible no, people. Mm, no. no. I gave her Jesus, fake number. No, Jesus, I was gone from BET the by the time you scraped up there. No, 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 no. We were, we overlapped like for a very brief period. No, I don't think they were doing BET Nightly News at that point. Point. No, oh. they weren't, but we were there together. No. You, you hosted a special that I was originally supposed to do. They brought me do. back. They brought me back for it. I wasn't yeah, still there. You're, you're, you were barely at the door. I promise you, I wasn't still there when you came. Okay, Shady, we're I Shady too. We no, get no, a no, rap no. signal. Bye. Y'all are Shady. No, Shady. But let me finish my Quest Love story. Oh, we forgot to talk about Killer Mike. So Quickly. It, no, not Mike Quest, yeah, Quest Love. So he said that he was going to come on our show, right? And he gave me a number. Yes. I have since texted Ooh. that number Ooh. and I have not got a response. Womp, womp, I'm bothered womp. by that. Bothered? Because I like him. him. We have to talk to him. We'll, he's we'll, we'll, very authentic. We'll Maybe he changed his number. I'll see if I can get you into one of his parties. Look you at that. see. Let me see what I can you're do. You're supposed I know to be I getting get me Q-tip. Get Remember you were going to help me with Q-tip. I did. I did. And he never texted me back. Well, I, I, I okay, mean, so I, you I, don't have the connections that you say you do. Is that what it is? My favorite rap group in college was Tribe Called Quest. I'm Did I not hook y'all up? You did. No, you truly did, but I, I just I, never, we couldn't I, book him. Q-tip, tip. So can you, you follow can it through? The, you can bring the rapper so she, to water, but you can't make him drink. That's so real, you didn't, they didn't get booked on the show, We though. can't get him. I'm not a professional booker, Jackie. Well, but you got connections or you don't, I can't make him. I can't you make him do, do you nothing. Can. No, either you can book it or you can't. Y'all are terrible. I'm going to make a sitcom back Get him on our show. get him on my show. One more. You haven't had him on your show yet? No, not yet, but there's time. Why not? I've done 22 episodes. I know you guys have done 222 episodes. So I'm still young in the game. There's nothing young about you. Oh, <laughs> and with that, we'll say goodbye to Torre. Goodbye, Torre. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Jackie Reed. In his final blazing. performance on Read This, Read That. young about you. It's and funny because Tony Brexit made some reference to such, and she was like, there are some young parts about me. <laughs> oh my God! Are you what? spreading the shade? I know. To I love Tony Braxton. No, we love said, her. She here. said that about herself. No, but we love her. Oh, I love her. We love her. I we love, love her. black women. No, she's here. one of the best interviews that I've ever had. Really? Yeah, she's a, she's extraordinary. But who is the I best interview? Who's ever the had? best? The best. Besides Prince. 
Besides I, me, I mean, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Quest Love, like I said, Quest, I mean, just yeah, he's Quest. he's brilliant. Don't make me jealous. You know? I, I have never interviewed Quest. Really? Don't make me sad. You'll well, he him. hangs out You'll at the eyeglass store here in Thirty floor. Rock. Well, I know. Him. Fun. I believe in you, Joy. You believe in me? I'm gonna find him. I'm he's often just... in the cafeteria. He's no, he's quite accessible. He is. It's gonna work he's out. To Ray, my he's friend. Next time Beyonce's doing an interview, please let me know. Oh, okay. You got five seconds. Give us. I thought you had to go. You had to go. Can you talk about him? Sure. What did you think of his interview on AM Joy? I I thought it was unfortunate that he did not answer the questions. I mean, like you could they could diagram. Did he answer this question? That question? No. No, no, no. He was quite dodgy, which I found disappointing, especially since it was clearly like you are coming on to talk about these issues to black America or at least Joy Reid's slice of black America. I would have thought you had a plan of like, these are the points that I want to make. Yeah. His only point seems to be more black people should own guns. But why? Right. And yeah. it seems to be full, fully swallowing the NRA's line of if you don't have a gun, then you are a sitting duck yep. and just waiting to be You're killed. And I was disappointed that he yeah. didn't answer the question about the Starbucks guys. And I'm sure those of you who are listening to the podcast all know now that two black men were arrested, held to two o'clock in the morning after just being in Starbucks, which we all know people hang out all day, don't drink coffee, That's go in and thing. use the bathroom. That's what they do. And they asked to go to the bathroom. We're told they couldn't have it because it was for paying customers only. The manager, rather than telling them, well, I want you to leave, called the police. Police came, arrested them. About seven cops to arrest two very docile real estate investors. Yeah. They're like real estate guys. Real estate agents, yeah. Real estate agents. Yeah. But he didn't answer the question about them. And you, they, you talked about Philando Castile as right. well. He no. didn't talk about that yeah. at all. No, no. Yet he talks talk about, about teenagers being body slammed, the, the female in, da- in Texas being body slammed by police. Right. Was he suggesting that teenagers gun, should not have guns? She'd have been killed. And by the way, if should those Michael, men... Is he suggesting Michael Brown should have had a gun? Right. He was and then what? Do we really want to take up guns against the police? I, you know, right. We can deal with police brutality in a much more effective and intelligent yep. way yes. than taking up guns That's not gonna go against well. the no. police. No, it's not. And the reality mm. is, I have to be, I mean, and I'm not, I, I come across, I think to a lot of people as being anti, I'm not anti-gun. I think it's fine to own a gun if you want, right? I don't care. Yeah. But the reality is, A, we have people owning not just guns, but the equivalent of an M16, right. an AR-15, which no civilian needs. Right. And then the second thing is, the question I asked Mike, and, you know, again, I give him credit for coming on. But I asked him if the two guys in Starbucks had been armed, been concealed carrying legally, right. they'd have been dead, right? right? And he did not answer that. Right. He no. did not answer the that NRA question. The NRA doesn't show up for John Crawford. They nope. don't show up for Tamir Rice. Nope. They don't show up for Philando Castile. Nope. They don't show up for the Black Panthers. They are formed in response to the Black Panthers using their gun rights. And they use us as a boogeyman to sell guns to white people so how mike are you standing beside them and they yeah. didn't stand up for marissa alexander sure who didn't. was standing thank her you. ground sure thank you. with thank a gun you. in who florida also thank you. will be on my show oh love her i've already interviewed her you're gonna love her she's, she's a, no, great. I already interviewed her she's yes dope. she's great she, she is dope. great she i is love and her i did not realize from all that we talked about her on yeah. msnbc all the time all time that that faith is so important to yes. her getting out of this yes. nightmare. Yeah. And she has had a story in terms of just being a mom and trying to deal with an ex and trying to deal with abuse. Oh and try- She's a great interview. I've had the privilege of talking with her as well and talking with her family. Wonderful person. Yeah. I love yeah. her. There's also the sister in Detroit who's in prison right now, the pregnant um, mother of two, who pulled a gun out and I don't know if she fired it in the air, but a neighbor was ramming her car with her two-year-old daughter in it. 
and the neighbor complained and they've arrested her and put her in prison. Mm -mm. Well, we are out of time. We are getting the rap signal. Teray, thank you very much, my friend. Thank you for having me. All I ask, though, is that when Beyonce is on, (laughs) can you text the sister? (laughs) We're both in Brooklyn. It's not like we're in a different state. You didn't respond to the first tweet. I I thought you were sleeping. You were sleeping. Her sleep is important. So she was sleeping, yet I should have texted her to say, girl, Beyonce. No, I'm saying when you texted the first time, I would have went and not gone to sleep. Apparently there needs to be a flare. There needs to be a flare. There needs there to be a, be a flare when Beyonce Can is Can there coming. be a Beyonce for like a bat signal? A bat mm, signal. America needs signal. that. America, America needs, needs a bass signal. Give them the numbers too. to your kids because they're probably They up. always up. They don't sleep. They'll they worse than me. They watching some kind of WWE rerun or some I craziness of playing that they 2K. They probably saw Beyonce. They playing 2K. They're on that video thing all night playing them stupid three games. The boys. Oh. Winston watching YouTube Stop in the room. Stop saying her you name. Don't ca- you don't care? What? That they play Did those they watch violent TV games? for many hours? You don't care? I got a life. I, they they grown. They got to take care of themselves. <laughs> I raised them. They Good gotta, luck. They got to take care of themselves. <laughs> they got a daddy. Talk to him. I'm asleep. <laughs> I love you, kids. Wow. Do you think they really listen to the end of the podcast? No. No. They probably don't listen no. to any of the podcast. No. Oh, my God. Bye, Torrey. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye, girl. Bye, boo. <laughs> Bye, Joy. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Bye, motherfucker. Bye. Not a day goes by that you ain't on my mind. But you're a waste of time. And I can't do the same. So what you going to do for you this, on your days off? I always want to say the weekend, but for your days off. What are you doing for you? So I'm going to tell you that um, my, my good friend Tara. Um, Besides gave, going to this old lady's party. Well, this party was going to be amazing. So, so, <laughs> so my friend Tara has given me this guided meditation link. Oh, yeah. I so, like this. Right. So what I'm going to do is my Saturday is Monday. Okay. Because I work weekends. Right. So t- Monday, tomorrow, I'm going to sleep basically the whole day. Yeah. But I'm going to use this guided meditation to try to fall asleep. I want to see if it works. Hmm. If guided meditation works, it's Bikram yoga, too much bending, twisting, and I'm not flexible. Good for you. But I'm going to try guided meditation because if that can solve my sleep problem, this may be the solution to my exhaustion. Okay. So I'm going to try guided meditation tomorrow, and I will report back next week on the podcast. Okay. What are you going to do for you? Well, I've got two weeks into the Tom Joyner cruise, oh. and I have to say I have not been on my grind when it comes to working out. I got a little bit of a pouch going on so i am going to have to basically figure out how i'm going to starve myself for the next two weeks do my diet just to get the belly that's too restrictive just do protein Mm. oh but you can't eat meat because now you made it complicated i can do beans and i'm still doing seafood i mean i'm not full throttle vegan yet i gotta figure it out but i'm gonna do bikram every day for the next two weeks okay and just really kind of try to figure it out Mm -hmm. if i cut out alcohol i'll be you know, half the it would be easier, but okay. So you, you got to get on the cruise. That. When is the cruise? Um, we leave April 28th, 20th, whatever that okay. Sunday is. So you just basically have to lose all like four pounds, three pounds, all in the belly. It's all belly, it's all belly. But you know what, though? Belly weight is stress, too. Well, I'm not stressed out. Okay, so you got to do I got all that out on Torrey. Child, you sure <laughs> did. We will hear that. Um, it's a water, yes, I'm drinking lots of water, protein, yes, kale. Veggies. I had I had a shake this morning yep. with kale and spinach and Raw blah, veggies. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. There's actually a place in the basement of 30 Rock that I just discovered thanks juice to place? Alexis. It's like a salad. What's it called? Juice yeah, press. it's a juice press place. Yeah, yeah, I love this place. It's great. Yeah, don't go, go with that. Don't go to, what's the other place, the juice place that's closer to the subway? I don't want to say I don't go to any place closer to the subway. 
<laughs> I'm scared of bugs. Subway is close to the subway. Child, don't go in there. Either. Oh, you don't. All, All right. right. Well, be sure to catch Jackie Reed at her skinty, fabulous, sexy body. <laughs> I'm getting skinnier by the moment. Skinnier every day. She's on the Top Jordan Morning Show and on the Top Jordan Morning Show cruise. If you're going to be on the cruise, spot Jackie. Tell how skinny she looks because that's what you should do. Please. She's on every Tuesday and Friday inside her story at 8.15 a.m. EST. Also at NBC's New York Live weekdays at 11.30 a.m. EST. And if you happen to be in Boston, because it's cold and chilly and you like to be chilly, you can catch Jackie on NBC's <laughs> The Hug today. The Hug. Or The Hug. Or, or The, the hug. hug. We Either way, hugs. she'll hug you. Uh, weekdays, maybe not in person, but metaphorically, <laughs> at 12.30. 12.30 Eastern. Don't go there. Listen, don't go up to my cousin Jackie Reed and ask her for a hug. Y'all don't know her like that. You do not. You do not know her personally. Mm-hmm. Do not go ask her for mm-hmm. a hug. I don't take random hugs. No. Or right, be sure to tune in to AM Joy uh, this next Saturday and Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern on MSNBC. And thanks to our good friend, the Shady Torre, for joining so us shady. today. Follow him on social media, but you're Instagram. Shady too, though, girl. No, I'm not. You I, did. I, I, I shade give back. what I get. I give ah. what I get. Ah. At Torrey on Twitter, Facebook. Look, and I'm giving him a shout him out. You did. Torrey and his, his little stinking podcast, <laughs> Torrey. <laughs> <laughs> but also follow our With podcast. With an E on the end. It's A-S-H-O-W-E. Torre Show. Oh, you're so cruel. <laughs> Don't put that E. Our podcast, though, you leave off the last T for saying it's read this, R-E-I-D, because we're the only two reads to spell it right. Read this, read that. <laughs> so true. That's our show, guys. Be sure and download. Tell your friends. Support us. Comment on social media. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>